Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. And good evening, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to, well, not Steelers Friday Night Six Pack, not officially. It's a special night. You always wanted me to have some guests on the show. And tonight, not just one, but I have two guests, two legends. Uh, uh, One of them is co-editor Dave Schofield. And the other one is... You're, you're calling me a legend? Really, Tony? <laughs> hey, I got I'm all about... You know me. I'm all about the... Uh, I'm all about you know, yeah, just going overboard. But the other legend is... The true legend is uh, uh, Robert Golden, a former Steelers safety and special teams ace. And he's he's here to talk to some Steelers and some uh, some of his his, uh, his activities post-Steelers. Uh, post so, uh, Dave, I'll, I'll turn it over to you so uh, you can uh, uh, introduce Robert. Yeah, Robert. I was going to say how you doing tonight, but I, I forget you're on the you're on the West Coast, right. so I guess it's more early Eve. evening for you. Yeah, yes, it's about six o'clock. But all is well, man. Uh, excited to be on here with you guys. You know, anytime I get to connect with Stiller Nation, um, is always a pleasure. So thanks for having me. Well, yeah. Well, we're really glad that you could join us tonight. Um, I just I love the backdrop. Very impressive. Um, shelves back there we're going to get to because we want to spend plenty of time on on what you're doing post nfl career but this is this is steeler this is steeler fans they they want to talk the you know they want to talk steelers they want to get about the game absolutely i mean (laughs) i I know the steeler nation well man and especially you know the fans that is out in pittsburgh so um, they live, live and breathe, you know, the black and gold and so do I. So I'm all about it. Let's do it. So in, in 2012, you're coming out of the university of Arizona, you're right. undrafted, right? How'd you end up with Pittsburgh? How, how is that where you ended up? 
Man, I tell you what, man, I, I have no idea. You know, throughout my NFL uh, draft process, I probably spoke to the Steelers once at my pro day, but, um, you know, right after the draft, they were the first team to call me, and I had several. But um, just speaking with, you know, Kevin Colbert and some of the scouts that I, were, that I was able to talk to um, post-draft, you know, they just seemed like the Steelers would be the perfect fit for me, and went out there and gave it my all and ended up having a nice career with them. Uh, uh, absolutely. So go ahead, Tony. No, I had a question. Um, like since you were an undrafted free agent when, when you, when you right. got the word finally from, 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 I guess from coach Tomlin that, that, that you made the team, was that like an, like an invincible moment, you know, Mark Wahlberg where, where you were just so elated and you went and called everybody <laughs> had a big celebration. I, I, I can only imagine that kind of a uh, kind of feeling. Absolutely, man. I was actually at the team hotel and, uh, they were telling us, you know, that the final roster should be made by four o'clock. So it was about three forty-five. Mm-hmm. My phone hadn't rang, and I'm like, "Okay, we're getting close." And around three fifty, my phone rang. It's a four one two area code. I'm like, "Oh no, oh, no they getting me!" <laughs> um, but it was actually a call from the player development rep at the time. It was Ray Jackson, and he just wanted to sneak and tell me that. Rob, you made the team, and oh. I was just, you know, so excited. I gave my parents a call. They were the first ones that I called, and um, they were so happy for me. But I just knew I needed the opportunity to be able to showcase my talents and um, was just thankful that the Steelers were able to give me that opportunity and um, was thankful for the time that I was able to be there and the relationships that I was able to establish um, while being in that locker room. Yeah, and, I mean, that's to go from undrafted to, right. you know, you're in training camp. You're just trying, you know, you're trying to make the team. Were, were you thinking, well, at least maybe the practice squad or, you know, or is that not even in your mind? Or you're like, am I going to get, you know, maybe picked up on waivers? Right. This, but I mean, this is the how so many in the NFL, this is the path that they take. Absolutely. So, Yeah, I tell you what, man, I've always been a uh, goal setter. And um, when I set out, you know, as a little kid, I said I was going to play in the NFL. And uh, when I got my opportunity to, you know, play for the Steelers, you know, during training camp and got invited, I said I was going to make the team. And I did. And um, when I was getting ready to walk away from the NFL, I said, I'm going to start a school and it's going to be one of the best schools in the nation. Um, and I believe it's going to be that. But I believe that whatever you set your mind to, if you really believe in it and attack it every day, um, the sky is the limit. So that's how I've always tried to live my life. And um, that's what I plan on educating students on doing as well, too, um, once the Golden Charter Academy opens up. Yeah, no, we, we want to talk about the school, but I do have to ask one more question about your Absolutely. playing time with Pittsburgh. And Absolutely. that is... Okay, you you were you're a, you were mainly a special teams guy. Yes. For the majority of your career and then, you know, you started in all for the Steelers, you started 12 games. Yes. But before you even started a game in 2014. Yes. You had a touchdown. Yeah. In week 3 against the Carolina Panthers. Right. Tell, tell us about that experience. Man, I tell you what, uh, when I scored the touchdown, it, it, it was a surreal moment, you know, just being in the NFL and actually scoring a touchdown as a special teams guy, Mm -hmm. um, it was very exciting for me, you know, and I still have that ball um, when I recovered it in the end zone. That was my (laughs) follow-up. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, 
uh, whenever, whenever a defensive guy or a special teams guy, in my case, you know, can get our hands on the ball, um, it's always a good feeling, you know. So scoring my first touchdown in the NFL uh, was just – it was a thankful moment and exciting and um, still have the ball right now. You know, I'm going to tell my sons about that story uh, mm-hmm. when they get older. That's Excellent. Awesome. Excellent, Tony. But before we before we move on, would you have a do you have another question here for Robert before we get on to well, the, during, what he's during, been doing? Uh, yeah, during your time with the Steelers, did, who were the players, the veterans that, that took you under your wing, like the defensive backs or uh, anybody else on the team that really or a coach uh, or a coach that showed you the Steeler way and 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 taught you what it meant to 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 be a professional football player and that and and the, and the life you had to leave uh, live to 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 make it at the NFL level. Absolutely, man. I tell you what, uh, when I first walked through the doors uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, and um, I believe it was around the OTAs time, you know, uh, Ryan Clark was the first one to embrace me. And um, it, it was it was great because he was kind of like my big brother. He took the same route that I took, you know, to make it to the NFL. Uh, he was an undrafted guy. Um, was able to, you know, make his name known, you know, for his special teams play. And then he became a starting free safety in the NFL and uh, went off to have a great career. But um, Ryan Clark and Troy Palomalu was so close, you know, so it was just like those were both my big brothers, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they were the ones that taught me, you know, how to be a professional um, on and off the field, you know, how to take care of my body and things of that nature uh, to make sure that I'm healthy. But then I had another big brother and Ike Taylor, you know, and mm-hmm. he was the one that was able to show me around the city of Pittsburgh and show me some of his favorite restaurants and things that he liked it to do, you know, outside of football. So those were the guys that really embraced me my rookie year, you know, and then as I continue to play for the Steelers, I started to uh, eat breakfast all the time with the offensive line guys, you know, Ramon Foster <laughs> and uh, Al Villanueva, you know, Marquise Pouncey and those guys, you know. So I began to get close with those guys as I got, you know, older in my career. But um, definitely, you know, Troy, Ryan, um, Ike Taylor and the offensive line, those were my guys um, while I was at the Steelers. All right, so I, I've got to ask a follow-up here, but before sure. I do, uh, we we had Ike Taylor on. It was um, it was before last season, before the season started. He yeah. gave us one of our best lines because he uh-huh. was coming. We were talking about some of the, you know, how he would defend some of the current Steelers receivers, and he right. referred to James Washington as Grandpa Strong, and we've <laughs> kind of uh, adopted that nickname for James Washington ever since. But that was right. that was the. Ike Taylor dropping dropping some good lines for us. Right. But um, how about the, since you've been out of the NFL, uh-huh. how how do you keep in touch with any of your former teammates with Pittsburgh? And you know how, how does that kind of work? You know, because sometimes players struggle when they leave the game because they don't always have the connections with the same people and everything. Right. Um, do, do you, are you still in communication with any of these guys? Um, well, you know, I keep in touch with a certain few. You know, you create some relationships in that locker room that, you know, become lasting relationships. You know, I one of my guys is Sean Spence. You know, we came in together as rookies. And, um, and he's kind of like my best friend. So we probably talk, you know, four or five times a week. Um, but, you know, it's a lot of other guys that I keep in touch with as well, too. But 
you know, when, once you're out of the NFL and you begin to live your life and um, start doing things that, you know, you wasn't doing when you were playing in the NFL, you know, people's schedules get busy and sometimes relationships grow apart. But uh, one thing that's for sure, I got a lot of mutual respect for a lot of my old former teammates. And I still talk to a lot of the current Steelers um, to this day. So um, it's just relationships, man, that you can build in that relation in the locker room that become bonds. And um, I'm just thankful for the ones that I was able to keep um, in contact with to this day. Uh, that that's fantastic. And yeah. let's, let's transition now into how you transitioned. Cause you, right. it was, it was 2018. You were, you would uh, left the Steelers to go to Kansas city. Things were working right. out there and you just chose to walk away right. for the most part. Um, and because you had a bigger vision, why don't you tell us about how this all went down and how that's led into where you are today? Right. Well, you know, throughout my NFL career, man, one of the things I always wanted to do was come back to my um, hometown, which is Fresno, California, and be a source of inspiration or motivation for children that are growing up in similar areas as myself. Um, I grew up in a very um, rough neighborhood and underserved area of Fresno, California. And, you know, I just kind of wanted to be a inspiration to those children and let them know that if they took care of their academics and uh, dreamed big, that things could happen and, you know, things can happen for them, you know. So throughout my time, I put on different um, camps, different health and fitness classes for um, parents, different um, anti-bullying programs for children. I always was um, involved with children back in my hometown and uh, when I left the Steelers, man, and went with the Kansas City Chiefs, I can honestly say there is no place um, like Steeler Nation. You know, there's no place like the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. And um, with that organization, you feel like you're at home. You feel like you're you're welcomed and things of that nature. And not to say that I wasn't welcomed at Kansas City, but it was just a different vibe. And uh, one of the things that I always had a bigger um, heart for was to be able to be a source of inspiration for children. And at that time, you know, I knew that um, my heart wasn't really in, the, in love with the game as it once was. And um, I just felt that it was time for me to do something different. And um, that's when I asked Kansas City Chiefs for my release to pretty much come back home and start this school. And um, I'm looking forward to opening our doors in August of this year. Um, it will be our first year. But Golden Charter Academy is the first um, TK through eighth environmental zoo school in the nation. Uh, we have a partnership with the Fresno Chappie Zoo, and um, we're looking forward to giving our children a hands-on learning experience um, to give them exposure to a life that they would not have had they not went to the Golden Charter Academy. Yeah, before we get going, we uh, we have one of our other podcasters in the live chat who who dropped uh, five dingo dollars because he's coming from Australia from down under, and he says, nice. I'm not even going to try to do the accent. Uh, um, um, but but he says, good day, Mr. Golden. Thanks for your time in Pittsburgh. Um, I, on you, mate. Cheers. I'm oh, just yeah, going to yeah. leave it at that. <laughs> but uh, um, th uh, thanks, Mark, for, for dropping that in there. That was great. <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh, so, so, what are, where, so your school is going to be opening in August. Um, so does that – what is your – that your expectations are you, do you already have, you know, enrollment for the fall or, right. or what's, what's the process you're at right now? Right. So currently we've been um, open for registration for a while. Our school will open with grades TK through third. 
um, with 198 students. Currently, we have close to 300 students registered. Um, so we will be hosting a lottery to see who gets in. Um, I tell my staff all the time, uh, we're going to host a draft, you know, <laughs> there you go. Draft to see who gets into this school, you know, but for the educational code purposes, we have to call it a lottery, but definitely want to make it fun for our children and for our community. Um, I think it's going to be a really special school. Um, we currently have a temporary location that we're opening up in, but um, we are in the plans right now of having a state of the art facility built directly across the street from the Fresno Chaffee Zoo um, to give our children, you know, easy access to the zoo grounds to help enhance our curriculum. Uh, but not only that, you know, it's an environmental stewardship school. So we will be able to take our children uh, to some of our local agencies here and let them be involved with the natural habitats to have a hands on learning experience and, you know, get our kids out of the traditional classroom and let them be outside and at the zoo grounds. And um, that will be part of their classroom as well. So I'm um, looking forward to changing the paradigm of education here in Fresno, California and giving our kids um, an opportunity to really see themselves as being the next great uh, architect, lawyer, judge, zoology, biologist, or whatever the case may be that they want to dream of. Uh, we just want to be able to create those opportunities uh, for them to have those experiences as well. And uh, I have a question. Do you, do you uh, have any plans? Uh, I, I know it's still early, but do you have any plans of maybe expanding, having satellite schools uh, in, in different cities and different neighborhoods across the country or, or, or even just in California? Absolutely, Tony, man. One of the things I said earlier is that uh, I've always dreamed big, man. I, I believe that when you put your mind to something, anything is possible. So, um, you know, there, there's, there's going to be plans to have multiple locations here in Fresno, California. But um, I also plan on, you know, taking this out to um, Northern California, Southern California, uh, possibly out to Arizona, where um, I went to college at, and there, you know, who knows, could possibly be in Pittsburgh as well, too. Uh, awesome. Set up close to the Pittsburgh Zoo. I haven't been there yeah. since I was in kindergarten. <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, one of the chief of staffs here at the Fresno Chappie Zoo, uh, he used to be the uh, curator, I believe, for the elephants um, at the Pittsburgh Zoo um, during my time while I was in Pittsburgh. So um, I've been able, we've been able to share those Pittsburgh connections and also the um, education uh, director here at the Fresno Chappie Zoo. He was, uh, he's a Tucson native um, where I went to uh, college at as well too. So um, there's been a lot of connections on my journey of life and who knows where, you know, Golden Charter Academy will be next after we get this one established and uh, get it up and running and make sure that it's uh, successful and thriving. Um, no telling where we can be next. Oh. Well, I, that's that's great. I, I love the vision, um, but I also love the, I mean, you know what you're doing here. You can just right. tell that you know that, that it's a process. You know where to start and everything right. to go. How how hands are are you going to be individually um, in the school? What's what, what's your plan there? Yeah, so um, I'll be the head of school. You know, um, there, there's going to be two administrators at our school. It'll be the head of school and the principal. So um, we will be the two that pretty much uh, runs the show. But uh, we will have um, teachers that will be, you know, educating the class. We will have our principal that will be um, leading the curriculum instructions and things of that nature. And 
Um, I'm the guy that got the vision and uh, want to make sure that the vision is fulfilled, but um, also invite others into um, our school to be able to enhance my vision that I have. And I know that um, I'm new to the education world, but I've been working with children pretty much um, my whole adult life. So uh, one of the things that I want to do is just continue to be a source of inspiration and motivation for children to see that anything is possible. I mean, you're looking at a guy that come from, you know, a rural area um, that made it out of his neighborhood and, you know, graduated from high school first. You know, a lot of children from the area that I grew up in, you know, don't even make it that far. But then you think about me, you know, I made it to college as well and graduated from college and then uh, had the opportunity to be one of the one percent of athletes that made it all the way to the NFL. And now I'm retired from the NFL and opened up a school in the third biggest school district in the state of California, you know, so uh, not to toot my own horn, but I believe that I'm the prime example that anything is possible, even when the odds are stacked against you. And uh, I just want children um, that come from, you know, uh, underserved and underrepresented areas and all children, especially to continue to dream big and believe in the impossible and um, work hard in their academics and let the sky be the limit for them. Um I know exactly what you mean where you just, you never know what, what your opportunities are, where they're going to put you. Right. Um, because I'll tell you, if you ever get all the way through high school, I was a high school physics teacher for over 10 years. Wow. So I was teaching the, the, the top of the top was coaching right. football, had a family, took a short leave of absence to, right. to be a stay at home dad. Right. And then I end up doing this job here with the where uh, writing about the Steelers. So you never right. know how 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 it's going to go. But if you ever need any uh, any help with the up, upper level science and math, uh, you have a connection here. So <laughs> well, I tell you what, man, uh, we have a position open uh, here in Fresno, California. So if you're willing to make that move, man, we'll definitely mm-hmm. keep you in mind. <laughs> All right. Hey, Tony, you want to get our, our our super chat that we have here? I think I just, did I get it? Yes. Yeah, uh, another yeah. $5 uh, donation from just me. And she says, if I can get it up here. Uh, sorry about that, Robert. Okay. <laughs> I was in trouble with that. Here we go. That's awesome. Way to give back. Good deal, Mr. Golden. Thanks for showing up at BTSC Ghost Steelers. My hometown, Compton, can use you. <laughs> That's hey. just me. It's one of our biggest, our, uh, our, uh, uh, regulars here on, on the yeah. podcast. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. And in fact, we're getting ready to hire um, our principal. So we're going through our principal interview, interview phases right now. And I'm actually interviewing a principal from Compton. So um, they actually coming down to town on uh, March 15th, but uh, definitely appreciate it. Uh, I think that's uh, my formula, you know, whenever you are able to be blessed, to be put in a position to um, be able to bless others, you know. So uh, that's what I'm looking forward to doing and appreciate your support. Yeah. And uh, one, one, I got to ask one last question about the school. No and problem. That is, so you're you're the head of school or the headmaster. Are you, were you, are you thinking about using a cool football name or, or a zoo name to, to give your, I mean, if it's your school, you can give yourself any title you want. Right. Or, 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 or you think you better keep it a little bit more formal. Well, you know, I'm the CEO and head of school, you know, but ultimately, ultimately, you know, um, once this school grow out, as I mentioned, we're going to open up TK through third and we will grow a grade every year until we become a TK through eighth school. But by that time, uh, my plans is to hopefully have 
a vice principal um, hired by then. And then I can really sit here at the headquarters and figure out how I'm going to put a Golden Charter Academy in Pittsburgh or there you go. Academy mm. in Arizona, you know, or out in Compton or somewhere like that, you know. So my goal is to be hands on with our students and get this school off the ground. But ultimately, uh, I want to be able to sit back and continue to visualize um, how else and how, how much bigger we can make this school and, you know, where else can we take it? So uh, it's going to be fun. You know, I'm always be around the children. I feel like that's where my heart and passion is. That's where, you know, I feel like that's my God given purpose to be on earth, to be an inspiration to children. So um, I'm always going to be involved with the school. But ultimately, I like to, you know, remain in that CEO role and figure out how can I make this school, you know, even bigger than what it's going to be already. Yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to be the, the 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 head coach or the captain or something like that. But um, did you get any? Was there any assistance or any programs through the NFL to that that helped to to grow this or or from anyone else throughout the NFL that have assisted you along the way with this? Right. Yeah. So uh, early in the process, I was able to receive the uh, social justice grant that the NFL um, Foundation had provided, and I applied for the grant and was able to be awarded the uh, $5,000 donation. And um, I, I tell you what, during the early stages of, you know, starting this school, it was definitely helpful uh, with building our website. I'm not sure if you guys were, were able to browse that, but um, we have a very unique and awesome uh, website, which was able to be um, helped with by the NFL Foundation. And then also um, it took care of a lot of lawyer fees. Um, but we still have a lot of lawyer fees and a lot of legal counsel fees um, right now. You know, one thing about me, I want to make sure that we've all we are always in legal compliance. So um, I've been taking on the financial ship of my own um, to build this school for the last two years. And um, I tell you what, anytime you can get some assistance, you know, from the NFL or anyone that is you know, willing to donate to a school. Um, it def is definitely appreciated and helpful. Um, but not only that, I recently received the uh, Men of the Year nominee, uh, Eric Kendricks for the Minnesota Vikings. He donated to his nom nomination a $40,000 award um, to my school. And Eric Kendricks, he's actually a Fresno native as well. So um, for him to look back and support my efforts of what I'm doing in our hometown was definitely appreciated as well. So I'm um, looking forward for more of my NFL friends or mm -hmm. uh, colleagues to participate and help me, you know, get this school off the ground. But uh, ultimately, I'm very thankful for um, the contributions that I had up to this point. Uh, there you go. And, and for those of you, if you're listening to this in podcast form, um, it's www.goldencharteracademy.org. We have it scrolling across the bottom nice. of the screen. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, go check it out. Everything that you want to see is right there. It is, uh, I mean, it's it, it's a nice website and everything already set up and, and going there. So um, Absolutely. I, One thing I say about Golden Charter Academy, man, is everything we do is going to be excellent, you know, it. Mm -hmm. uh, Starting our website off as a excellent website, a nice viewing um, for our families and community people to be able to see what we're doing at this school, what our goals are, what our plans is. Um, I believe that, you know, we wanted to provide all of that. So uh, please check us out at GoldenCharterAcademy.org or even visit our Instagram account at GoldenCharterAcademy.org. Or check us out on Twitter. You know, we try to keep our, our uh, people updated on Twitter as well at charter underscore golden. And uh, 
you know, you can definitely get a lot more information on what we got going here in the Fresno, uh, California city. That's it's just, it's so great to hear what, when, when players have, you know, su successful, I mean, I'm already calling it a successful endeavor because Absolutely. you're, you're, I mean, granted you're, you're opening in August, but as someone who's in education, I know how far you have to be to get Absolutely. to the point that you are. And I mean, Absolutely. once you're where you are, there's there's no turning back from for, from what you're going to have this fall. Uh, just right. I wanted to bring up an older comment. This is from another one of our, our podcasters and uh, writers for the website, Jeffrey Benedict. He said, Robert Gold is one of my favorite players. He was a special teams ace, and he held it down when he played on defense. So you knew all about your role there. But Jeffrey also brought up something Tony wanted to talk about. And that was your we, – we forgot about it before we rolled into what right. you're doing now. That's right. your perfect passing record in, in the right. NFL. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Jeffrey, little, man, little Jeffrey, little. I appreciate the support. <laughs> I, I tell you what, uh, man, creating – throwing those passes was something that we practiced pretty much every single day uh, while I was with the Steelers. And, um, Coach Danny Smith, man, that's my guy. I still keep in contact with him until this day. <laughs> Um, in fact, I just shot him a text message um, last week, and he got back to me. So, uh, but when he came over to the Steelers, the first thing he asked me, "Can you throw?" I'm like, "Yeah, I can throw, Coach." And he said, "Man, we're gonna put some special plays in for you." And we had a lot more plays uh, drawn up for me, but we never got the opportunity to run them. But when we had the opportunity to throw the fake punts, uh, we were able to execute them. So, uh, definitely was some highlight plays of my career uh, being mm -hmm. with Steeler Nation. Now, do you have any? Uh, did you have any experience in your playing quarterback at a different level, or, or outfield in baseball, or how did you come by your arm? <laughs> right, right, yeah. You know, in fact, um, my freshman year, I was the quarterback uh, for my high school team, and uh, you know, I kept playing quarterback, and my receivers they was always crying saying I threw the ball too hard at them. Uh, I had a strong arm, <laughs> so. Uh, at that time, you know, when they kept crying and complaining, I told my coach, I only want to play defense. And uh, <laughs> that's time, you know, I think it worked out for me. And uh, that's when I just went strictly to defense, you know, once my receivers in high school kept complaining about my, my throwing power. <laughs> well, as in my seven years coaching high school on various levels from, you know, freshman up to varsity, um, the quarterback was always all, you know, every, not everyone, but a lot of players played both ways and the right. quarterback, they were always defensive backs. That's just what right. they were. And, right. uh, you know, we had one of our, one of our quarterbacks, he went on to play college, but he went on as a defensive back huh. because, uh, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's where the real athletes play. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I tell you what, man, you gotta be an athlete to play quarterback these days now too. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, um, I'm excited to see how the NFL continues to evolve around, you know, good quarterbacks and, um, you know, good good team leaders pretty much. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of good quarterbacks, we only have you here for, for a few more minutes. We'll, we'll keep with the second part of the show for everyone who's here with us. Uh, Robert's here for the first part, and then Tony and I will be back for part two. But, um, but before we finish up here, you say quarterbacks. We had – Benjamin right. Todd Roethlisberger signing basically a new deal yesterday. The right. Steelers are trying to, you know, their work with what everyone believes the salary cap is going to be. Um, right. What are your thoughts on the Steelers 2021 season coming up? 
Man, I'll tell you what, if, whenever you got Ben at the helm, um, you got an opportunity to win the AFC North. And, you know, you know how Steelers are. Once they get in the playoffs, man, they can make a run all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, I think that signing Ben was a good thing until they find their next, you know, starting quarterback. And, you know, when you look at Ben and his season this past year, um, obviously the guy could still throw the ball um, very well. And, you know, I think once you get a good running game to complement his um, passing ability, that's going to take a lot of pressure off him um, to have to go out there and win every single game with his arm. Um, and then you you look at the Steelers, you know, um, drop ratings, you know, they had a lot of drop passes, you know, that um, does not fall on Ben's shoulders. But um, just looking at Ben from being at the QB position, man, he's a guy that can still throw it. I believe he's still got, you know, a few number of years left um, in the tank. So um, I'm interested to see how the Steelers build around him this year and see where they take it from there. Tony, I feel like I've been kind of hogging everything here. You, do you have an, I don't want to, I want to give you a chance to ask uh, yeah, any questions. Do we have you, Robert? I can hear you guys now. It's a little choppy, but uh, are you, you hear me? Yes, we have you. Um, Tony, do you have yes, any can last? you hear me? Yeah. I, yeah I, yes, we got you. Yeah, I just I don't have a question. I just want to say I think it's great what you're doing, and and, and I'm a big defender of of, of professional athletes, okay. NFL players, and the work that they do and that they do in the community. And 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 I think you're a, a great example. I wish I had something like that in my community when I was growing up because I think I I I, I needed some better direction. So I think I, I just wish you all the luck in the world uh, with with your academy, and 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 I and I hope uh, it, it leads to bigger and better things. And and I think it's always great when 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 uh, uh, when when uh, you you connect with children in a community, I think it's just it's just it's a very important thing. Education is so important, and I, and I thank you for for that. So I don't know if Robert still has us with with the audio or not, if he can hear us or not. But we were at the very end of everything anyway, so um, hopefully you were able to catch what what Tony was able to say there. Um, I have one more good question for you, but it's all it's all right. But we really want to thank you for joining us. Make sure. BTSC that you check out um, the Golden Charter Academy org. It's there on the bottom of the screen if you're watching. And uh, don't know if you can hear us or not, Robert. But thank you very much for joining us. Absolutely. If, if you are listening to us on the podcast side, we are going to be moving into part two where Tony and I take a little bit of you know do some Friday night stuff. If you're here on YouTube or Facebook, just uh, give us a couple seconds and we'll be right back. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. 
Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.